The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, I am recommending that the movement uh, continues with mass action and civil disobedience, but also opens up for property destruction. Not harming people, that's a very, uh, very important distinction there. And I think property can be destroyed in all manner of ways, or it can be neutralized in a very gentle fashion, as when we deflated the SUVs, or in a more spectacular fashion, as in potentially blowing up a pipeline that's under construction. That's something that people have done. That was Andreas Malm, a Swedish environmental activist, and the face of, a new expression on me, not fire extinguishers, but tire extinguishers, who's urging people to sabotage the fossil fuel industry in his best-selling book, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Well, all across leafy suburbs of Dublin, the tire extinguishers are coming out in the darkness of night and letting down the pressure on SUV tires. Well, who else could we get on the case but the inimitable, the ubiquitous Henry McKean, award-winning, fantastic uh, journalist. Great to see you again. Ivan. What's the story here? Well, it wasn't me letting down the tyres, and I just have to say, I did drive an SUV for years. I'm now in an electric, and I I don't want to be pointing fingers. But yeah, uh, the short answer is, uh, we do need to do something about SUVs, and they are causing serious climate damage. uh, And perhaps we should all think before buying one. And unless you're perhaps, if you've got disability issues or uh, construction or you're a sheep farmer and you you really do need one, yes. Um, Here are people on Dartmouth Square in Ranlet in Dublin, which is in Dublin 6, a beautiful part of of the city. Uh, People did get their tyres, basically the air taken out of them. And remember, this is not a crime. I mean, it's antisocial behaviour, yes. It's inconvenient. Uh, And here is a lady, she's getting her car, or you could say a Jeep, her her SUV, valeted um, uh, uh, by someone who, you know, one of these sort of... um, movable valets that come to your house and you can hear hoovering in the background and we start with that noise of air being released from a tyre by the way that wasn't me it was very irritating Um, it was annoying it was the idea that somebody was you know at your property and it just caused a lot of inconvenience the next day Um, I couldn't get the tyre repaired I had to go and get a, a compressor to reinflate it so I wasn't too happy can you understand their message? Uh, I can, but um, that's not the way I'd go about trying to persuade somebody of a cause. I think they're being very selfish and they're not thinking about the end user. Their aim is, is, is noble, but it's very unfair for somebody who's got to go to a hospital appointment in the morning, has got a sick child to bring to the hospital, or has got to go to an urgent meeting, if they come out and find their car disabled. That's that's gross interference and it's abuse. That's criminal. And we're here in Dartmouth Square, um, very near the city centre. There's hoovering going on. That particular Jeep behind us had its tyres brought down and there's another Jeep over there. Quite a few of them did. Very disappointed and uh, angry, I would think. It's, it's just wrong. It's, it's criminal what, what these kids are doing. And uh, they're, they're not mindful of the suffering they're causing, real suffering, to people who've got responsible duties to do. You're young. By bringing attention to the environment, is it a good thing? Long term? I mean, some of these jeeps are gas guzzling. Some of them are are dangerous for kids, as in pedestrian kids. It is fantastic to help the environment, but if you're letting down the air and the tyres, that person is still going to drive to the local garage and that actually releases more emissions from the car. So when the air, when the wheel is flat, it like the car is struggling and it's guzzling. 
so it's it's kind of counterintuitive there are like numerous more wonderful things you can do for the environment convincing your neighbor to switch to electric there's a lot of the electric plugs in the area as well which i think is fantastic i don't actually drive so i stopped driving when i moved back to dublin because there's really no point where were so. you um, I was living in Cavan, I've been in Wicklow, I've been in uh, Kildare. And in Dublin you think you don't need a car? Absolutely not, not, not at all. We have the Lewis, we have the bus, we, there's just too much. It's only two euro to travel around Dublin for an hour and a half. I don't know anywhere you could go in Dublin that would take you longer than an hour and a half. So Henry, I, I was aware of the, po- the mm-hmm. politics of yes. this, yep. that they're the most gas-guzzling and they're, you know, in leafy Dublin suburbs, so they should be using public transport and Eamon Ryan. But I never heard of these tyre extinguishers before. How how prevalent is it? You wake yeah. up in the morning with four flat tyres? Exactly. I think I understand since March last year, uh, the numbers carried out around the world are 13,000. Uh, attacks, you could say, in 18 countries, uh, uh, the U- US, Britain, France, Canada, Germany, New Zealand, also here in Dublin, in Churchtown, uh, and also in Donnybrook. So they are kind of going for areas where perhaps people have a few bob, they can buy a very nice large car. But there's also, as we mentioned, there are construction people, people who need them for work. And These are commercial vehicles commercial as well, vehicles, which are yeah. SUVs. And sometimes you need to have them. For example, Mark Kelly, uh, he runs the School of Archaeology, um, and they, he runs these heritage events. They're big digs for kids uh, and also summer camps. He had an event on in Navan and one in Carlo. He woke up to find two of his Jeeps uh, with flat tyres and he thought, hang on, this is more of a coincidence. I actually saw them yesterday. They were there at the excellent Flavours of Fingal uh, Country Fair out there in Newbridge House. And some people do need them. He feels the tyre extinguishers will bring negative coverage to their cause, not good coverage. Here is Mark Kelly. On the windscreen, they had the little pamphlet the tire extinguishers telling me that my business and what we do that we're gas guzzlers and that we're obviously impacting on the environment. I understand where they're coming from and we're with them on the environment. I want a cleaner environment, but I can't run a business without the vehicles and they're commercial vehicles. And the, if they had a look properly, which obviously they didn't, they would have seen the 16 foot trailer on the back of the Jeep. It was a very frustrating moment for me and it could have lost us a lot of money that day. Thankfully, it didn't. It did cost me 200 euros to get some guys to come out and inflate my tyres, um, both of the vehicles, so we could actually get on the road and not miss, the, miss these events. But the frustrating thing is that we were victims, we were targeted, we're a small business and they're not just doing this to us, they're doing it to individuals. And sometimes I think, and they're not really thinking about the knock-on effects. It's basically like going into a fun fair and you see a bunch of kids on a, on a bouncy castle and sticking a knife into the bouncy castle and letting the air out because that's effectively what they were trying to do. I'd be a lot happier really if these type of people, the tire extinguishers, weren't so sneaky about how they go about their business. I think if... We're, I was approached in a car park, I was getting out of my vehicle and maybe they came up to me and approached me face to face and actually asked me, you know, is this necessary to drive a vehicle like this? Then we could engage with each other on a, in an appropriate manner. I think going around in the, the dark, covered up maybe with hoods on and goes to show that these people, they don't want to be seen, somewhat ashamed of what they're doing. That was Mark Kelly of the School of Archaeology. 
Give it, tell us, mm. Henry, what is the case against SUVs? Yeah, we sold something like 100,000 cars last year. Half of them were SUVs. And according to this uh, report by the International Energy Agency, SUVs are now the second largest cause of our planet's rise in carbon dioxide emissions behind power stations, uh, but ahead of heavy industry, uh, trucks, and also um, aviation. Um, and if all SUV drivers form their own country, Ivan, believe it or not, it would rank as the world's seventh largest emitter. So they're not good. They're not good at all. And I'm, you know, talking about the big ones, the large SUVs, not the the crossovers. These are the ones with perhaps a lorry chassis. You see them around. You see them around, especially building sites and what have you. Here is Geraldine Herbert. She's the motoring editor of the Sunday Independent. She's been looking at this. I met her in Kildare on the M7. And I ask, um, is it time to get rid of SUVs? Yeah, I think we have this unusual situation at the moment where we, our families are getting smaller but our cars are getting bigger. And I think it's important that people make those choices when it comes to their cars and they consider those things. Do I really need a seven-seater if I only have two children? And I think no more than we're considering reducing our meat intake, our flights. We have to look at the same when we buy our cars. But I think the onus is also on car makers. They have created this demand and we have responded by buying them and then in turn they've made more. And it's been this constant you know, saga for the last 10 years and as a result more than half of the cars we buy now are STVs. But the onus is on them to produce other cars as well and to provide other choices. So I think people feel at the moment they don't have a lot of choice when it comes to car buying. A lot of the popular cars are SUVs and they're thinking then about selling them on. You want to buy a car that's popular. I think that's a big thing as well. And some of them are big. I mean, there's the crossovers, but some of them are very large. As you said, seven seaters and they ain't cheap. Some of those Volvos are well over 100,000. Some of those uh, Range Rovers or new Land Rover Defenders are 150,000. And people are buying them. They're big. They take up a lot of space. Some of them aren't environmentally friendly. Some of them are. I mean, can we turn back to smart cars? Can we go electric? Can we go back to the typical Nissan Micro like we used to drive around in the late 80s? Yeah, I think two things about that. I think in fairness to families, they've been sold this idea that they're the safest way of transporting their precious cargo. And I think people think they're making the best decisions for their children. They're protecting their family with these bigger cars. But I think the other interesting development at the moment is we see with electric car design, much different shaped vehicles coming in at the moment. So they're more aerodynamic and as a result, they're lower to the ground. So I think what we're going to see is a movement away by car designers from SUVs, big heavy ones, because they don't work with batteries. And I think we're going to see an organic change in car car design that is going to go to that sleeker, smaller product. So I think effectively they will be almost, you know, designed out more than anything, just down to efficiency. I wouldn't agree with the protests, but I can see where they're coming from. But I think the issue is bigger cars, full stop. You can give them any name you like. And we look back longingly at the people carriers of the past, but they were actually huge as well. So I think what the real issue is to look at that car and think, do I need something this big that takes up this amount of space and uses these amount of resources? Okay, Ger Herbert will be rejoining us later in the week, motoring editor of the Sunday event. So leaving aside the gas guzzling and the emissions issue, Mm -hmm. the issue of visibility from the driver, are they a danger to kids, pedestrians? They are. There's no getting away from it. There's a front blind zone. It can extend a dozen feet or more. And believe it or not, it can take nine school kids sitting in line for someone in the driver's seat of an SUV to see the top of a single child's head because they're quite high up. They have big bonnets and they're not that safe. This is what we're hearing. They're not that safe. I know back in the day, you used to drive a Hyace and you used to have your mattress in the back when you had a bad back. 
going back, yeah. And, and you know, in a way, Hyas had quite a small um, engine and it wasn't that bad, but these ones sometimes would have very large engines. And also, as we pointed out, they're not safe for pedestrian children, especially small kids under the age of five. Here is NASA Horrigan, uh, TD Green Party, Dublin Central. She says it's disappointing to see the growth of SUVs. She says they cancel out the big leap in electric vehicles uh, on our roads. 64% of journeys by car in Ireland are with one person in the vehicle. So a lot, a lot of um, cars on the road or SUVs, they do not have kids in them. They are mostly driven by one person in that vehicle. Only 8% of the journeys in Ireland have four people or more in the car. It's not that you would never drive, it's that you have to drive in a more thoughtful way. It's not that you would never fly, but you have to fly in a way that's considering your emissions. It's not that you never eat meat, it's that you eat meat less. So I think the problem with SUVs is that built into an SUV is really high emissions use and a lot of danger for pedestrians. You might feel safer in the car, but if you hit somebody, you are more likely to hurt or kill them. And sometimes they can't see kids without naming the brand. There is an SUV just outside Leinster House here. It's, you know, it's, it's a seven-seater SUV. It's a big one. It's a powerful one. Wouldn't mind one like that myself. Um, but they're not good for kids. I mean, if a kid is hit by that, the driver might not even see the child. That's it. And I think what we see in a lot of the research around SUVs is um, a feeling of false security. So you're higher compared to the road, um, your, your vehicle is higher and you feel quite um, secure. But certainly uh, the safety research doesn't really stack up that you are in fact more secure. And again, you're less likely to see children or, or, or obstacles that are closer to the ground. Meaning that on average SUVs are often more likely to be in collisions and in, in uh, particularly fatal pedestrian accidents. Why are they so popular? Why are they selling so well despite what you're saying, despite what lots of people are saying, it's time to say goodbye to the SUV. Well, I think we've convinced ourselves that we just love SUVs for no reason, but of course that's not true. The reason that uh, car, car sales and SUVs have um, skyrocketed is because of a very active campaign by companies to convince people that they need SUVs to keep their families safe. Now, we know that that's simply not true. And, and they it doesn't don't live keep, in mountains. They don't live in mountains. You don't live on a farm. Um, and certainly you might be keeping your own child safe. That's arguable, but you're certainly putting other children, small children at risk. Okay, huge text reaction to this. Uh, People very against this tyre extinguishers. It's not just inconvenient. If my child who could get ill, who has a medical condition, I have no transport to get him to medical aid quickly. It's morally wrong. Ed says, if I catch one of those people messing with my SUV, climate change will be the least of their worries. And another says, where's the stop? Today it's SUVs, tomorrow petrol lawnmowers. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Do your holiday abroad? Do you agree to a staycation or agree to another smaller car? The use of energy is the question here. What one's use, what makes you more virtuous than another? But some people maintain mm. they need an SUV for their work. No, they do. And I mean, Ivan, Mike, what do you drive at the moment? I know you're a public transport well, guy. my poor mother passed away and I'm driving a little minor uh, red car, a Hyundai i11 oh, or something like that. It's, it's just a tin box. But Deirdre, Deirdre drives a proper car. She has a, a, a Skoda Superb. Now, uh, it's, yes. it's several years old. But, uh, yeah, and that's do a saloon, isn't it? My and lifetime anyway. Car. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, absolutely. And you're right. People need them. Uh, sheep farmers, as we mentioned, construction workers. Lots of people still need them. And I suppose what we're discussing here is, do we all need them? Do we all need them in these suburbs? Do we all need these huge, massive, big Jeeps? And the answer is, and we know the answer, the answer is no. Here is a man in rural Kildare and a young woman in Randler. Oh, 
um, well, like it's working very well for us and it's made life a bit easier and I feel like it's a bit higher up so it's a bit safer of a vehicle. And everyone likes a higher up car, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I work on the construction side of things so I, I use it kind of, I suppose, from, from going from site to site at times and it is handy that way. So you need the 4x4 to get uh, through the mud and stuff sometimes? Some, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I suppose the, the big boots an advantage as well uh, for the kids and taking stuff, bikes and different things so it's handy that way. And I know it's a personal question, is this a 3 litre? It is, yeah, 3 litre. So it's lots of tax, lots of insurance? Yeah, yeah, not not as bad as the old three liters were, but it's still yeah, yeah, they're still expensive. And could you give it up? Probably not now that I'm used to it. And you know, it's a beautiful thing. You've got big leather seats, lots of room in there, and it's warm. I almost want to jump in because right now it's raining. You could go through water. You could do lots of things. How do you feel about environmental campaigners that might take the air out of your tires, and people are saying that you're ruining the environment, and at the school gates, kids can't see you. Yeah, no, it is. It is a concern. Um, I suppose, yeah. If you had a, if you hadn't a need for it, you, you could do something smaller. You need it. Yeah. All right, uh, that ends that report on SUVs. Keep your views coming, 53106. My thanks to Henry McKean. I was, I was shocked. I was shocked. Uh, you're not going down under to Australia for the women's football July 20 talks. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like when, yeah, back in the day I've, when I was here before, yes. I know you're just back from Berlin, but I mean, like... Uh, I do it, like a bad morning. N- n- yeah. no, no one junketed more in the whole... Uh, of Irish broadcasting. Well, I mean, this is a, <laughs> this is a sensitive issue, but there's still time. I still hope to be on a plane. Maybe uh, if they get through, um, if they get through to New Zealand, well, our equivalent Zealand. to the DG. I hope they're listening. Like Henry's not, please. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.